Are you hiring? Need to find the best possible candidate for your job? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. At ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. CBS Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. All right, Pick 6 Podcast. Will Brinson, Pete Prisco, Jason Lockenfora, Nick Costos out with what we will term a nap. A nap. Guys, how you doing? Well, he, well, let's put it Good. this way. He doesn't have. He better a... wake up from. He, he better wake up from his nap and get his ass to the post office and send that freaking shirt. It, it's just... we're going on a month now. Yeah, this is getting awkward. Like... It really is. Just pay. Just pay your bet, Nick. Just, just yeah, like you lost, lost, you Yankees lost. Put the jersey in the mail and send it. Maybe you some... know he's got he's got thirty five jerseys, by the way, too. You know he's got an entire right drawer of his fanboy stuff. Just pick one out and throw it in the mail so my dog can crap on it. Hey, by the way, <laughs> by the way, um, Brinson said you know he wasn't with us on the podcast Wednesday because he had to sing a lullaby lullaby to his son, and he sang it so poorly that he made his kids sick. It's Monday. That's, right. That's just awful. That I feel... was Wednesday or Sunday. He's that was Sunday. Out a lot lately, Pete. What's that? I said I, I was wondering if that was Wednesday or so. You said Wednesday. Did he skip no, out Sunday. last Wednesday? So I know he skipped out Sunday. No, I'm talking Thursday. about Sunday. Yeah, but you missed Sunday too, right, Jason? No, no. They never told me that they were doing it. And then I texted them at like eight thirty. I'm like, I'm almost at Metro Park. Why have you not called? And then I jumped on. Bridget, you know what's the best uh, about you though? This is what makes you fantastic. Is I'll be ready in 10 minutes, and then you retext back, say, oh, you guys still need me at 8.30. It's like 25 minutes later. Well, <laughs> Prince in time, Prince in time like, is a lot different than, than world time. Let's put it that way. Well, well, uh, look, my son is um, – I don't want to say he's like he, – he's, he's not four yet, but he can read. Um, and he wanted to read Biscuit, except the only Biscuit – Biscuit is this little dog, Pete. And uh, Biscuit is small, Biscuit is yellow, Biscuit does a bunch of crap yeah, biscuit, before he goes to biscuit's bed. Biscuit's good stuff. They give biscuit, yeah, yeah. They used to give Biscuit books out at Chick-fil-A with the kids' meals. Correct. I don't know now, if they still here's, do. here's the problem, Jason. My wife Your kid decided, can read at three? I'm pretty stunned, bro. That's yeah, pretty me good. Too. Yeah, it's pretty good. So here's the problem. My wife purchased the Biscuit Anthology, which is 190 yep. pages long, and Robbie wants to read it every night before bed. So he won't, like, usually I can read it, and he'll let, he'll let me read it to him and just plow through the whole thing in, like, 15 minutes. He's like, he'll, he, now he's doing this thing where he puts his hand over my mouth if I try to read. He's like, he's like, Pete, he doesn't want you talking. He wants to talk. So he puts, puts his hand over your mouth, and he's like, biscuit is small, biscuit is yellow, and he reads all 190 pages. As you might imagine, that t- takes longer than the 10 minutes it takes me to read it, hence the problem that I'm Folded. You know what you should have said? You know what you should have said? You should have said. Wait till all he wants to do is play video games, bro. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you've cracked the freaking code. Hopefully you're the Matrix because I wish I had me some problems like that. Good for you. By the way, you yeah. know what you, you know what you should be reading to him. Daddy needs to do his work, or you're not getting any more biscuit books. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, cut off, son. No more biscuit books. Mentally, Prisco, you probably know. How many minutes each person has dedicated to this podcast? No, you're such a narc. No, no, I'm not a narc. You are a narc. You're man. the you're one who called me. Hey, hey, wait a second. Wait a second. You couldn't make it again on Sundays. Wait, you just wanna, wonder. You want to go back? You want to go back? You want to go back to Sunday's podcast and who brought it up on Sunday and made an issue out of it? It's clearly Nick, right? No, probably me. It was Jason. Probably me. Yeah, it was you. Probably me. It was you, Jason. <laughs> We didn't even bring it up on the podcast, and Jason's like, oh, Bridgen's out again. <laughs> He's, like, making it. Well, here, here's a preemptive strike. I'm probably not going to be around Thursday because I have to do something at my kid's school <laughs> for Thanksgiving. So I'm throwing that out there now. The picks one, you know, I may just call in with a quick what I what I love that week, my satanic love pick of the week, which is two and one. Uh but yeah, I kind of. By the way, are you please tell me you're... like I'll, we'll call you, we'll do some news, we'll rap about what's happening around in the NFL. You give us your like love lock of the week, yeah. and then we'll just do the picks like that because, um, not like my not like my picks matter. I mean, my my super contest picks couldn't be any worse. Um, me couple either. of house cleaning items. Me we either. are on Twitter. Yes, 
Actually, Eric, the conductor, is on Twitter, at Pick6Pod. You can follow us there. Eric doing a great job with that. Um, and we appreciate if you support the show by doing that. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever. If you do, leave a review. We would love it. I'll take a look and see if we got any five-star. Uh, you know, you can make fun of Pete, call him an old Hungarian woman. We like that. And uh, coming up later in the show, Carolina Panthers tight end Greg Olson, who's heading into his bye week, just came off a big Monday night win, and uh, is is about to uh, return from IR. So that's exciting for them. We'll talk to him about the – it's actually a pretty cool thing. He's working with Microsoft, but he's they developed an app for his um, – you know, for his children's Levine Children's Hospital, he has the Hard Start program down there in Charlotte. So that's pretty cool. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, yeah. Speaking of the Panthers, they blasted, blasted the Miami Dolphins, and uh, and and a, and a quarterback that I like to call not Colin Kaepernick, Jason. Well, well, ten million dollars richer than Colin Kaepernick this year, but you know, for perfectly good reason. I mean, you know, he he was so dedicated to football this off season, you know, and he was all about it. He didn't formulate like a three paragraph retirement letter. He wasn't getting pictures of his naked ass tweeted out by his wife from like Tahiti. Um, and he, he apparently totally threw himself into the Fox broadcasting job as well to the point where he had never done a single mock game. Yeah. That guy got yanked in in August and handed a job. That, that was a hell of a performance at the end of the half. And yet, I mean, and yet he has 12 touchdown passes, which is only four fewer than what the great Colin Montana had last time. year. Look, they've, got, they've got the worst offense in the NFL, Pete. There's yeah, no way to share it. Any stinks. way you want to their offense any way you want to dice it. And their offense touchdowns, stinks. yards per play, I get it. they're their the worst stinks, with a bullet in a year where offense sucks in the NFL. It, and you're going to blame it all on him. Do you, do you think, no, let me I'm not ask blaming you. it all on him. I'm saying it is ludicrous that he is handed ten million dollars in a job when clearly he was his head was nowhere. He wasn't even preparing to broadcast games, much less play them. Let me ask and you And this other guy who is working Adam out eight hours a day oh, can't get a workout to go in and get a chance oh, to earn the better Adam, minimum. Do you think Adam and, and, and get a job behind TJ Yates? Do you think? Well, he should have a job. So that's that's a whole other story. But do you think Adam Gase is a smart coach? I think Adam Gase is a really smart coach, okay. but I think Adam you, Gase okay. is also Do you think Adam Gase knows which this one is better? Situation. Do you know Adam Gase knows thinks which one is thinks which one is better for his team? You think he has a good idea which one he thinks is better? Do you, how's it working out? It wouldn't work out with the other guy either. They stink. Okay. They're offense right. well, stinks. Well, they're the worst. They're 32 out of 32. They're offense he, stinks. Three weeks ago, right at their bye, Adam Gase called it the worst offense in the history of the NFL. I would suggest there's nowhere to go but up from that. Well, you're right. And, but in, in, in the fantasy land that you live in, Colin Kaepernick's Montana did LA I say season. That Colin Kaepernick, did I tweet that Colin Kaepernick should start for the Dolphins? Or did I tweet, it's pretty amazing that this dude who had walked away from the game happily, lying were, around on the were, pitch, you were making ten million for doing nothing, and this other guy can't get a workout. No, you were pretty much saying you were pretty much in the Dolphins. You were pretty much saying you should be quarterback in the Dolphins. Thirty-two teams. No, I was saying, don't give me that. It's about oh, he does his head's not in it. He doesn't want it. He's too busy working. No, I don't. I don't. I don't buy that either. By the way, I don't buy any of that. I don't. I, don't. I, I think. I think what Jason is trying to say more than anything, and maybe I'm wrong here, is that without using the c word, is that when you look at the fact. That some of these offenses out there stink the way they do, whether it's the Dolphins, um, the Texans, the Browns, you know, whoever you want to put it on. And the fact that NFL teams are generally, in most instances, willing to try anything in order to win. It is insane that no one will give Colin Kaepernick a look. And it does look like collusion. I mean, it's, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to get caught up in it because it's, it's, the ship has sailed, right? It's weak. We're about to be, we're heading to week 11 right now. Week 10 just ended with that Panthers win over the, the Dolphins. I mean, he's not signing with an NFL team now. Um, but it's pretty nuts that no one is willing to give him a try. Although I do think Pete's point is valid too. They're, we've kind of propped up what Colin Kaepernick did last year. Like at this point, he's basically some cross between Steve Young and, and Marino. Um, in terms of how he played in 2016. And that's he should be in the league. There's no doubt about it. He should be this. in the league. Let but... me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Because you like to play the let's put this guy's brain in this guy's body game, right? Your Belichick to the Browns. Ryan Fitzpatrick with last year's San Francisco 49ers and Chip Kelly pretending he's an NFL coach. Does he throw for 16 touchdowns and four interceptions? 
and run for like five more? Just does he? Who knows? Does he? he threw for the year before with the Jets. He threw for what thirty something? That, yeah, with Brandon, you're missing the point. No, no, I'm not talking about what Kaepernick would have done with the Jets or what Fitzpatrick did with the Jets. I'm saying the situation that Colin Kaepernick walked into. Where he's given the job finally in week five after Blaine Gabbert, whatever. Well, don't forget he lost the job the year before. And he's got that mess around him. Are you telling me <coughs> that Do I well, think Blaine I... Gabbert's still in the league? Blaine... He did better than Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert's still in the league. He did better than Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley just got signed again. He did. He should be in the league. That's not what, that. I'm not arguing Would with Blake that. Would Bortles have done that? Would Deshaun Kaiser yes. have done that? You think, Would Kevin look, he Hogan be have in the done league. that? He should be in the league, Jason. Nobody's arguing that. He should be in the league. But from but since all this stuff happened, guys like you have turned him into, like Steve, like like Will said, a combo Steve Young-Dan Marino. It's ridiculous. Where have he's, I ever said that? Where he's have a serviceable quarterback at best, okay? Just like a lot of those Where guys. Where have I ever called him Steve Young? Find one, find one instance. Huh. <laughs> By the way, I, I do one. think I will say this: he's got the only guy since he came into the league who's got a better interception percentage than Colin Kaepernick is Tom Brady. Is also the only guy in the league that has a he has a starting quarterback who still hasn't completed sixty percent of his passes in his lifetime. There's there's multiple guys out there who aren't completing it this year. What are you talking about? I'm saying he's an under sixty percent passer for his lifetime. Dude, Deshaun Kaiser's not completing fifty five percent of his. He's passes. a rookie. Like, Okay, Look, he so, should be in the uh, league. He should this. be in the league. But you, you, and you guys have made him. A lot of people in the media have made him out to be much more than he is. He should be in the league, no question about it. And I, if I, I was, if I had a team, if, if you, I were the Houston Texans, you, he would be my quarterback. If you threw Colin Kaepernick on this Dolphins team, Colin Kaepernick would probably stink too. Yes, I mean, like, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying is, and I'm, that's not a knock on Kaepernick; it's a knock on the Dolphins situation. Not that I think Jay Cutler is is getting dogged here because he hadn't looked good. And, you know, he, he, the worst qualities of Jay Cutler, which are oftentimes his demeanor, which might not be that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, it looks like it, it, at some points he's just throwing an empty field and he looks like he doesn't care. He's fired up cigs on the sideline. John Gruden. That's John, the John greatest Gruden. myth in the world, by the way. And it's perpetuated by you Twitter gif guys. The, the, the Cutler doesn't care. That's garbage. No, I think he cares. I mean, just, but I'm saying like his, in his demeanor. He's got seven touchdown passes and two picks in the last three games, okay? And, and everybody. His demeanor. His demeanor. His demeanor What's his on the demeanor? He's exacerbated when that team stinks. Well, the team is bad. I mean, they, yeah. Jay Ajayi was one of the better runners in the league last year and he got peddled away because he couldn't run the football. And he was, it was a problem. Now, here's, hey, the, here's the Where's Devontae Park. Parker, by the way? Does he do anything? Fourth quarter, he does a lot of stuff. Before then, he doesn't do anything. But uh, the problem with the Dolphins, the, Dolph- the problem with the AFC right now, the Dolphins are still one game out of the playoffs. And they'll be Tampa this week. Not, look, they're not, they're not. I mean, whoever gets that sixth seed is going to be a joke of a team that's fool's gold that'll get spanked. I mean, it's, well, it could, know, be Jackson, remember, it could be Tennessee like or Jacksonville. It could be Tennessee or Jacksonville. Seattle went seven and nine and went to the playoffs. Yeah, but that whatever, could be or, Tennessee or Jacksonville. That, that wouldn't be fool's gold. Whatever t- if one of those teams, the six seed. No, oh, whatever one five doesn't get there is probably yeah. the five. Yeah, I'm talking right. about the second wild card. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be either the who? Second Buffalo. wild card is going to be Baltimore, freaking Buffalo, Tennessee. No, no, they'll be the, they'll, the loser of the Jacksonville, um, uh, Tennessee game in week should 17. Should be the first wild card. Right, I mean, we'll the, be the Raiders. Four, yeah, you're the right. Second wild card is yeah. Could be the Chargers. Going to be stop with that. Is going to be a disaster. But but here's what I, here's my here's what I would say to Adam right now. What are you gaining by going through this charade with a dude who literally came back just because $10 million fell from the sky? I mean, let's be real, right? He's going back. I don't even know if he's going to get a job in the booth coming out of this because, I mean, who knows? If he's going back to Fox or whatever. Versus, I would just go with the developmental kids. At least Kaepernick, you could make the case at age 29, still has some upside and might be worth a cheap look-see to see if he could be your permanent backup on a two- or three-year deal, or a short-term backup. You gain nothing by going through this charade with Matt Moore or Cutler week in, week out. That's all I'm saying. At some point, you got to be real. It's not going to turn around. You're not going to win games with your offense this year. You might as well use these games to get a look-see at something that might have some value to you moving forward beyond this year. Because the two quarterbacks that they played with this year don't have anything to offer in 2018 or beyond. 
You ain't wrong. All right, let's talk about the Panthers because they look they're they're a much more relevant team in the in the in the grand scheme of things. They're going into a week eleven bye. They're now seven and three. They hold the fifth spot in the NFC. And you look at their schedule, they're going to get the Jets on the road coming out of the bye, Saints and Vikings at, at home. I, oh no, Saints on the road, Vikings at home, Packers without Aaron Rodgers more than likely. I mean, we assume. Uh, Buccaneers potentially without Jameis Winston. And then the Falcons. I mean, this is a, it sets up pretty well for Carolina to make the playoffs and to make a run of that NFC South. Is Carolina, Pete, a team that you think is capable of making a Super Bowl run based on what you've seen from them to this point? Well, if Cam, if they let Cam get going and run it early, I think they can. And get, boy, I tell you what, I never thought in a million years I would say that, but the, the guy's a different quarterback when they allow him to run the football and, and plays much better, opens things up in the passing game. And so, yeah, I think they are. I mean, defensively, they're very good. They get after the quarterback. I still worry about the back end. What do they have? Nine takeaways all year. That's, that's a reflection of the back end because they have a pretty good pass rush. But yes, I mean, yeah, they can. I mean, they got, what about Jonathan Stewart coming out of the, out of nowhere to run the football? I mean, yeah. yeah, they can. I still worry two things though. And, and you know this when you get to the postseason, you, your offensive line better be good. And I'm not sure theirs is. It's not awful, but yeah. it's not good. And then the back end, that's always a concern to me. They can't play from behind. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that'll yeah. be the other thing too. If they don't win the division and they're a wild card and they got to go on the road and it's rowdy and they come in an early turnover and it's 10 nothing. I just don't know that that offense is equipped to do that. But when they control the line of scrimmage and when they let Cam be the most – when he, they let Cam play quarterback like a linebacker, they're tough to beat. I don't know that you can do that for 17 weeks plus postseason. But, you know, against a team like the Jets and some of the other lesser, you know, games they have, maybe you, you do throw it a little bit more, just a bunch of screens, protect him more. And, and when you're facing the Vikings or somebody like that where it has a playoff-type ramifications and seeding and all that – then, you know, then you're doing a lot of run-pass options and you're letting Cam attack people physically um, and run people over. Uh, yeah, they've got a pretty decent equation. The defense is really, really, really good. When Keekley's there, it's truly special. You've got concerns about him. You know, you have to always worry about him with the concussion situation. But there's a lot to like there. There's only going to be two really interesting races, I think, down the stretch. That division race... The AFC South, I'm sorry, it just doesn't. When one of those teams ever does anything in the postseason, then I'll buy that. Like, Jacksonville well, is well, good. I don't buy Tennessee. They're both really going care. to the playoffs anyway. Right. I mean, like both, both of those teams are going to make anyway. the playoffs. But the, the, the NFC West and the NFC South, those should be some pretty interesting races. Yeah. I know. I agree. Um, the NFC East has the potential to get interesting, but I think the, the NFC South. I think the NFC East ends today, this week. If the Eagles win Sunday, it's done. Well, well, yeah, that's why it has the potential to get interesting. We'll get to that in a second. But, but the, the Panthers too, I will say, remember, there are three losses. You had that ugly loss in Chicago, but you know, we've seen teams play poorly there with that defense. And then they lost to the, the Eagles and the Saints. So it's not like, it's not like they've been out here egging, against bad teams. And, and, and the, the interesting thing for me is how Cam has looked two games removed from trading Kelvin Benjamin. Again, let's get the Dolphins. We'd like to see it for the rest of the season. But I, I don't, I, I almost wonder if there isn't something to the idea that when he's got Kelvin Benjamin in there, he sort of locks in on him and doesn't distribute the ball as well. And you saw it in 2015 where they didn't have Benjamin that whole time. You know, he was very good about, about distributing the ball. And it seems like Christian McCaffrey might actually, they might actually be incorporating him better, maybe force feeding him a little bit less. They still got to run the ball well, but it, like maybe it might just be a Dolphins thing. The Dolphins just might be terrible, but I thought Carol, obviously Carolina looked very good on Monday night. Okay. Time to play a game, guys. You like, you like games? I like games. Let's play a game, Eric. For America's favorite game show, I'll take or just right. Thanks, Rod Roddy. That was fantastic. I didn't know that that part was on tape. I had wondered in the past if Nick was just replicating it and doing it exactly the same way like the last three weeks. <laughs> he's not or capable. That was he's not capable of that. Jingle. Did anybody else wonder that? No, I've been wondering because we've been sitting here with him. But no, that, he's not capable gotcha. of replicating yeah. it. Exactly. That's how good. Like that's actually how Eric does almost too good a job because he weaves these sound bites in. And you don't even realize it when he when he's doing it. And like I like the first time I heard it, I was like, "Man, Nick can really like like can... like Jason's national anthem." <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Okay, first up, hot take or just right? 
Pete Prisco makes Mike Tyson sound like Sir Lawrence, Sir Lawrence Olivier. Hot taker just right. What? What was that? I missed it. Somebody, <laughs> what some freaking robo dialers calling my, uh, calling my other line here. What? what, what was, I missed the question. What was the question? <laughs> Pete Prisco makes Mike Tyson sound like Sir Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? That's right. What, what does that even mean? That's uh, that's actually one of our. That's on the. That's on an iTunes review. This is, this is a scathing iTunes review. This guy calls us moronic clowns. Um, he uses a. Don't waste your time with these JV a word I can't say on here. The most Which unprofessional broadcasters you will ever listen to. Some wannabe wise guys with annoying voices and comments. How these clowns could ever get a paycheck from a co- company is truly amazing. Prisco makes Mike Tyson sound like Sir Lawrence Olivier. Grow up, boys. This is like a room full of sixth graders doing a YouTube video. Really sad. <laughs> Jeez, buddy. I mean, like, how I badly? Really argue. I can't really argue with much of that, though, I have to say. No, I don't pretty... really have a comeback. It's, it's, so what is he trying uh, to say, that I'm a rude? Is that what he's trying to say? I'm an idiot? I, I, no, I, don't, I don't know. What are you trying to say? Hey, look, if you don't, give us I, I don't get, like, I don't get it, though. Like, if you don't like a podcast, if I don't like a podcast, I just unsubscribe. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> like, who the more, the, the moron is, right the down. moron is still listening right now as we speak. So, um, yes, I, I, I'm, we, we appreciate your unbelievable, uh, loyal, uh, listen. He actually wrote that two days ago. Um, and then Dickie. That review wrote, is ludicrous. Isn't that what Tyson said that time? Ludicrous? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> then it's like one out of one listeners found this review helpful. Like, big, big thanks, guys. Uh, I guess you didn't subscribe to that. Okay, anyway, on to the actual game. Um, hot taker just right. So, so wait, real quick, Nick yes. did manage, you know, with his incredibly hectic schedule doing, you know, getting himself groomed 24 hours a day. He did submit some questions. So we are I, playing I the full version of the game. These are not just Brinson questions. These are a blend. Of okay. Them. So the, All right. I just the wanted to make sure. Because, you know, he's super-duper busy, so I thought he might not have time, right, you know, right, to right. email you three fake hot takes. I just yeah, wanted to be yeah, clear. Yeah, these three he's, Luke. he's the busiest, busiest guy in America. I mean, his yeah. schedule, I, 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 I get the night sweats just thinking about how much work he must do on a daily basis. I can't even fathom it. He's in bed right, <laughs> he's in bed right now sleeping. Yeah. That bad, mad ain't going to play itself this morning, Jason. Okay. Whoa! Give me the ice! Give me the ice! Whoa! 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 Wait, the, the, Nick can't. Was that just a? This is a, a Madden joke. That, 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 was that? Is that too much? Was that too far? No, no, it's good. Okay. Those bookies aren't going to pay themselves. <laughs> That's right. All right, hot taker, just right. The Giants are the worst team in the NFL. You're not worse than the Browns. No, they're I'm not. Sorry, worse. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, the Browns have four wins. In their last forty-six games, they're not worse than the Browns. Um, they've got a, they've got owners who are proven winners. Um, they're having a horrible year, and that was not professional grade um, by any stretch last week or most weeks. And there's a lot of crap going on there, but they're still the New York Football Giants. That is a Nick written question, it's kind of reeked of fanboy, and that is uh, a hot take. It is definitely a hot take. They're not worse than the Browns and definitely written by the fanboy. No doubt about it. Yeah, that was an easy one. That was a layup. You can tell Nick really mailing these in today. <laughs> he tried yeah, to he didn't just... even put any effort into this. Because, again, yes. he's, he's the busiest guy in America. Do you think that the Giants are doing the right thing by not firing Ben McAdoo? No. But that's not, that's not what they do. That's not what they do, though. But well, I mean, I, per, I would fire either. Your team quit. Your team quit. I'd fire them. When your team quits, well, but then who? Then you're rewarding them for quitting. You know what I mean? And I think that's what this really is about. So who are you going to promote? Spags? They spent 150 million dollars on the defense a year ago, and they just gave up 30 freaking points to C.J. Beathard a week before giving up 50 at home. Like, so you're going to give them? They're going to you're going to promote their guy and be like, yeah, yeah, it was just McAdoo, nothing to see here. Like the fact that you guys have gone from 10 wins to one win in the span of six months. That's all on the head coach. Like, look, McAdoo won't be back, and neither will Jerry Reese. And there'll be a lot of change there. But what they better figure out in that locker room, too, is those deals that looked great and were super cushy a year ago, most of that guaranteed money in a lot of cases is gone. And they're not just going to be weeding out coaches and general managers and scouts. They're going to be weeding out that locker room, too, because that is an embarrassment as well. Is uh, is Josh McDaniels in play there? Mm. 
I don't know why he wouldn't be. He fits the mold, right? They, right. they would want somebody who's done it before, somebody with a chip on their shoulder. He's from the Parcells tree through Belichick. Um, he's existed in big markets with media attention. He knows how that goes, uh, a pedigree of success. And they're going to have to develop a young quarterback in the next 18 months. I think it makes all the sense in the world. Maybe he can draft himself another Tebow along the way, too. I don't, I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> no, that? look, I, I, I was very critical of Josh McDaniels when he was the head coach in Denver. I mean, it, look, they, uh, there's you, no doubt about it. I was probably over the top on it. But I'm going to say this right now. I think Josh McDaniels is going to be fantastic as a head coach in his second time around. Because Me I think too. he's grown up. He's learned a lot. I think he understands that he he pushed too far and had too much power in that situation. If he has a good personnel guy and a good GM to work with him, I think Josh McDaniels will be outstanding as an NFL head coach. Outstanding. Well, and stability of ownership. You know what I mean? He's getting an owner who's very much in the mold of the owner that he has now in, in New England. And that's a whole lot different than what was going on in Denver. You know, when he was there, when Pat Bowlin was sort of starting to – you know, exhibit signs of, of what was going on with him physically and mentally, and there was a bit of a leadership chasm there, and he fell into this spot where all of a sudden he had all this power, and there weren't a lot of checks and balances. You know how the Giants roll. You know what I mean? That's a very different structure there. It's much more old school and traditional, and he would understand and respect that. And look, does, who ends up as the GM, too? Is it Nick Casario? Um, is it Eric DaCosta? I, you know, how, how does that whole thing play out? Um, but I think he and Nick there would make a lot of sense. Agreed. Go ahead, Will. Sorry, uh, somebody. Uh, <laughs> I was worried my doors. Winston was seen. reading a biscuit book while we were rambling. Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, he was. No, you know what happened is I heard a doorbell. Did y'all hear the doorbell? No. No. I thought I thought it was my doorbell, um, and uh, I was worried the door was open. And whoever ran. And it was just Desjardins playing a random. Uh, no, 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 like some, some, some random dude at my door walking around the neighborhood soliciting stuff. But I wanted to make sure he knew that – I wanted to make sure the door wouldn't open so he couldn't just walk into my house. Gotcha. Okay, now Smart I'm breathing move. a little heavy. Of course, sort of like uh, Ben McAdoo, breathing heavy. Have you I like ever the, worked uh, out in loafers, Brinson? Have you ever worked out in loafers? I random have question. not. I've, I've, like, run small sprints in loafers, though. I'm wearing tennis shoes right now, actually. All right. You've, run, you've ran sprints in loafers? With the dog, yeah. Hot tagger just right. Blake Bortles is good enough to win a Super Bowl with the Jaguars. Oh, my God. Come on. Next. That's you. And that's stupid. <laughs> that's you. Next, and it's and it's a uh, hot take. Don't waste any time. Oh, Pete. Oh, Pete. It's a hot take. Come on, Pete. It's a hot take. You, Pete, how well is your Blake Bortles is playing the best drive of his, like the best drive of Blake that Bortles' career? That was the best drive. That tells you something. That was the best drive of his career in the third quarter. And then he threw two, then he threw two interceptions. And when he yeah. goes in the in- jar, boy, he goes in the jar. I mean, it, you know, like a car go hang on the edge of the cliff sometimes. When Bortles goes in, that thing goes off the cliff and flying down to the ground and smashed to pieces. He goes bad in a hurry. What? How did he didn't hit any random people on the sideline? How far can they go with Bortles? They can get to the conference championship game with that defense. But can't win a title? No. Defense travel. They're not, they're not, they're beating, not, beating, they're New not beating Pittsburgh or New England with Blake They destroyed Bortles. Pittsburgh with Blake Bortles. In the playoffs. They destroyed Pittsburgh with Blake Bortles. In the playoffs. You, it won't happen Look, again. we keep sitting here expecting – we keep sitting Pittsburgh to explode and play great offensive football. Where the hell is it? Is Ben – what is Ben doing? It's Ben. Dude. They got the leading rusher in the AFC. They've got the leading wide receiver in the AFC. They don't get much out of their tight ends. But, I mean, the offensive line is pretty good. I mean, yeah, the quarterback isn't playing well. Well, he threw five picks against them last time they played him. So, uh, look, they, that's not the one that would – that's not the one that they would – if I was Jacksonville, that's not the one you'd be worried about. The one you worry about is, like everybody else, they, they can't beat New England. They so could, do you – do you? I like how like every time we do one of these Jaguars hot takes, it's like it's just within reach of you to like kind of talk yourself into believing it. You're like, well, uh, maybe if. Hey, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. So did Brad oh, Johnson. Here we go. Here we this go. is not that defense. Stop. Stop. No, it's not that defense. That defense. Okay. Is special. Hot take or just right? The Chargers should trade Philip Rivers this offseason. Um. I would explore it. I don't. I don't know why you wouldn't explore it. They're not going to win a Super Bowl with him. Uh, they're not a, an off season away. I wonder if that a one and done with Anthony Lynn. They better win some games down the stretch. If that team is five and eleven with that talent, 
I don't know how you say, yeah, we're, we're rolling with this same staff again. What do you get for him? How about him? poor Gus Bradley? Gus Bradley will never win in Jacksonville, huh? It just wasn't meant to be. <laughs> what do you get? Let me ask you this, though, Jason. What do you get for Phillip Rivers? I don't know, but I, I find out. I sit down with him at the end of the year, and I tell him, look, we're going to have to explore some things at the Combine. Especially, I mean, where are they picking? If they're picking in the top ten, I think you have to realistically start figuring. The worst place to be in this league is in the middle. Right. If you're really bad but really young, you can get some buy-in if there's a potential quarterback there. And obviously, if you're really good, great. But if you're just, you know, if if you have the talent to potentially win, but you keep coming in at seven and eight, then you what are you selling? You know what I mean? You're, what are you selling? And he's not getting better, and he's not getting younger, and. There's something, there's just something off in that team's DNA, and it's not. He's not a part of it. Well, he is a part of it with the picks. I mean, that pick at the. I mean, it's you know, he he does turn it over too much, but he's not an ascending player. And and I think they're going to have to build with that defense. That should be their hallmark. That is their hallmark. And go with a young quarterback and a defense, and and ride that out, and keep pumping money into the other side. You're going to have to pay Bosa a crap load of money in like eighteen to twenty months or whatever. So. Yeah, I'd be exploring letting him go. I don't know what you get for him. Do you get a I – mean, at this stage of his career, could you get two twos like Andy Reid gave up for Alex Smith five years wow. ago or whatever? I, I don't know. I don't. That's know all you get. That's a tough – that's a tough sell if that's all you get. How much do you think you should get? I mean, well, the guy's making $20 million a year, and he's 36, and well, here's he's the other the thing. league in turnovers the what last a, two years. What about – what about the fact that he might just say, forget about it, I'm retiring if they trade him out of, Calif- out of you know, Southern California? Well, he has, an, he has a no-trade clause in his contract, a right. full no-trade. So right. So he's he's got, so you got to sit down with him and say, we're going to explore this, and if one of these makes sense for all parties, would you do it? What I mean, would make sense for him? Where would make sense for him? Arizona? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville would make sense. Um, same with Eli, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Eli, is Eli more likely – Neither neither one of them can really be cut, though, right? I think Eli's contract might be worse for trading or getting cut. Is that right? I have to look at it. Uh, Rivers look at is it. Rivers like is only fourteen million against the again in dead cap space next year. Although I guess if you trade him, it accelerates. But does Rivers yeah, with I Jacksonville mean, you can make wait till June 1st does Rivers? Him, I guess if you really really does want Rivers to, and Jacksonville I mean, make them a Super Bowl contender? Or Denver? What about Denver? Yeah, yeah. well, you're not going to trade him in the division. Or do they? Or does Denver just go rebuild? If I'm Denver, I'm not fooling myself. I'm, well, I'm, all right, let's uh, let's rebuild. move on to the next. By the way, one. that was that was uh, uh, just right to explore training for him, and you wrote it. Wow. Yeah, we agree yep. on that. Yep, that's correct. Um, wow. Okay, I thought that would be uh, kind of thought that was going to be a little hotter taker. Hot taker, just right. John Elway got lucky when he landed Peyton Manning, and might not know what he's doing when it comes to building a roster. Well, he a he did. Uh, that's a whole lot more just right than hot take. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at that team and what the, he inherited and what he's done with it. Brian Sanders is the like is the Marty Herney to that team. You know what I mean? Like Marty, that that when those two teams met in the Super Bowl a few years back, that was really Brian Sanders' team against Marty Herney's team. Now Peyton fell into his lap. And he happened to be available at that time. And John had a unique life experience that kind of put him in the driver's seat. And he can wine and dine, and he's your schmoozer. His draft record? Eh, not so good. I mean, re-signing Chris Harris on the cheap, nice. Derek Wolf you know, on the cheap. When he got to leave. Derek Wolf on leave, the cheap. Nice. Derek Wolf did an incredibly team-friendly deal at a time when he should have never been signed an extension. He's pretty good, again, at the schmoozing part. But the evaluating part, remember, this cat had $15 million a year on the table for Osweiler. The only reason he didn't get blocked the first time is because McNair was even crazier than he was. You know, he also would have had Colin Kaepernick if Jed York would have just ponied up 3 or $4 million of that contract. So look at what he's done at the quarterback position. Simeon, you know, Paxton Lynch very much up in the air right now. Uh, well, let's, not, well, let's not forget that the Cowboys wanted he Paxton Lynch, too. Fox. He couldn't coexist with his buddy Kubiak. Now he may have to run Vance Joseph, who nobody else was hiring as a, as a head coach. He'd barely been a coordinator on the 24th-ranked defense in the league. I mean, he clearly has issues with control and sharing. <laughs> I, I, think bad there, I think it's going to be <laughs> real interesting to see that team the next two or three years. So what's your take? Is it a hot take? issues now. Do they keep spending big? 
Hot take or, the or just line right? Stinks. They don't have a run game. Hot take or just right? I'm going to go just right, and I will call that a Brinson. That would require too much thought for Nick because, you know, he's the busiest bachelor in America. I would say it's a hot – it's just right. I mean, a hot take. I don't think it's true. I think the guy's better than what you guys give him credit for. And, yes, he's blown some draft picks. Uh, look, bottom Dude, line – he's been he's, – he's like the executive of the year every year. Well, I mean, that's above and beyond. That's crazy. But uh, – and, yes, no doubt about it, there's no way that Nick wrote that. That's definitely Brinson. You can like you can read it in yeah, as as I was reading it, I was like, man, they're gonna know this is me because it sounds intelligent. Um, Jeez, <laughs> just kidding, Nick. What? I'm not. Don't, I'm not. I'm like throw I'm like your putting, shoulder out, patting yourself on the back. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm well, hey, look, I'm I'm up, I'm upstairs reading a, be- a book to my kid to put him to bed, like a good, decent human, and I'm just getting blowtorch on this podcast. Nick's laying in bed doing God knows what on a on a Tuesday Paint morning. His Oh, yeah, clipping his toenails in his own bed. Painting, I said painting. Or painting his toenails. Well, either way, yeah. either way, gross. And I mean, like, you know, I shave my torch. chest once a week. Oh my god! What was that? Uh, you know, I shave my chest once a week. <laughs> oh, god. oh my god! Wow, oh, man. I thought I thought for a second that Nick was like secretly on. <laughs> I almost dropped the phone. That was creepy. <laughs> okay, hot take or just right? The Buffalo Bills currently. The number six seed in the in AFC AFC playoff race will crater and finish below five hundred. That's just right. That is just right. And um, let's see who wrote that. Nick wrote that one. They're they're done. They're finished. They got a brutal schedule coming up here in this stretch. We, we're we found out who the Bills. Don't they still get Miami twice? Is it really a brutal schedule? Yeah. Well, what do they got? They got the Chargers this week, and then in there a couple. They other... get the char. They get the Chargers this week in Los Angeles. Then the Chiefs the following week in Kansas City. Then they host the Patriots the Good night. following. Good night. Week. The no no. Then they They're host done. the Colts. They're done. And then they get the Dolphins, Patriots. They're done. I think it's, They're I think done. it's still They're not any good. The They're not any good. We saw who they are the last two weeks. That's who they are. Who's going to be? We just established that there's a lot of bad teams that are going to make okay, the playoffs in the AFC. Based on that schedule, they're going to lose four of those games at least, right? I don't know. Two to the Patriots, two to the Patriots, one to the Chargers, and one to the Chiefs. There's four right there. But if they sweep the Dolphins yeah. and then the beat the Colts. Seven wins. They beat the Colts. That's eight. So they got to win one other game no, they're not to get to nine, nine, which will probably be enough. Eight and eight, probably nothing. With the right, nine, with the right if you win nine breakers. games, and the, if you win nine games, you're in the playoffs. Don't, isn't there, they have a good AFC record? I mean, that Saints loss, people are obsessing about it because it was horrible, but it was an NFC loss. They're and not to a team. They're not that's good. Won seven in they're a not row. good. Okay, they're not good. They're, no, I know they're not. But neither is Baltimore. Neither is Oakland. Those teams are. One of somebody's going. Right. I, I wish they would cap it at four teams in the AFC this year, but that's not how it works. There will be two wild cards, and they will be fatally flawed. And so, one of those wild cards will probably pull off an upset, like this happens every year. The, the run defense falling apart gives me pause. I, I'm not. I'm going to call it a hot take. I, I still think the Bills can rally. Um, they got to fix some things with their run fits for sure, and their run game has slowed down a little bit. But they played some some better teams, and they weren't going to run the table at home. Again, because I'm I'm looking at the field and you're grading everybody on a curve. Um, I, I'm not I'm not willing to give up on the on the Bills, and that was Nick. That was that was a Nick special too. I'm with you there, Prisco. All right, uh, are we right? Are we right? That was a Nick. Right. That was a Nick special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You guys are on fire. So wait, are we both? We're tied. We're yes. both 100. percent Yeah, yeah, both at 100. percent Really impressive. I mean, like you're you've been wrong about hot takes or just rights, but you've been correct about the person. Of course, right. right. Um, this is the best Saints team since 2009, and they're better when Drew Brees isn't throwing the ball as much. This is the best team since 2009. That's was just, that the last time they made the playoffs? I mean, did they make no, the playoffs? That was Super Bowl. That's just right. right. That's just right. And oh, by the way, yeah. they're they're uh, better because they're playing good defense, not they're running the ball. Uh, remember when they won the Super Bowl? They were, I think, they were the number one ranked running team in the league that year, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure you probably knew that because you read my column on Sunday. No, I didn't read your column on Sunday, and uh, because it probably well, that's the giveaway. Brinson wrote this. It probably didn't get. It probably didn't get. It probably didn't get <laughs> in until like one thirty in the morning because you had to sing lullabies. So no, I didn't read your column. Um, look, they were the number one ranked run defense then. They're not better. They're not better. Be- they're better because of their defense, not because they're running the football. 
Hot take. Um, I, uh, I'm inclined to say just right. Uh, you don't need a 40-year-old Drew Brees throwing it 50 times a game. They've got the best two, best one-two punch of running backs in the league. Sean does like to run the football when they're equipped to do it. And I still kind of worry about their offensive line and pass protection against some better pass rushers. Why? They got Armstead back. They got Armstead back, and Ryan Ramchick's playing great at right tackle. You you don't need to worry about those guys. Well, well, if if Pete has to go back to either tackle spot, I'm worried. Well, then you'd be worried, yeah. Yeah. They absolutely mauled the Bills. I mean that was they that so offensive did, so line. Did the Jets, look, I know by the, the Bills way. are very good. So did the Jets but by they the way, did, the week before. They mauled them. We'll know more about we'll know more about the Saints in the next couple of weeks. Look at the quarterbacks they've beaten. That, that, I was about I was about to say here are the the quarterbacks they face are Bradford and they got smoked. Brady they got smoked. Um, they played a, a Panthers team that was just off for whatever reason that day and banged them up. No Olson. That was the first game without Olson, and didn't Benjamin get hurt in that game as well? Yep. Um, yep. And then they played Cutler, Cutler and, then, and, then the and Stafford. Yeah, they got Stafford in the weird game, and then they got. And then, uh, and then the last four quarterbacks they played have been um, Huntley, Trubisky, Huntley, Trubisky. Tyrod, and Jameis slash Fitzpatrick because Winston got hurt. It's yep. hey, look. Let me ask you a different question. What would it take to actually face a gauntlet of quarterbacks these days? That's true. In other words, like unless you played like New England, uh, Philly, uh, well, if you, if the, Washington, yeah, if you play the Giants, right? If you're the about jo- Washington, Los Angeles, Carolina, Atlanta. Yeah, that's who they so play. Wait, we're now putting we're now now golf and cousins are, are among no, I'm saying, guys. Like, who, like, you, I mean, you crap the, your they, pants. You the, have to face them. Those are the Saints' next four games. So if the defense holds up over the next four games, then I think it is um, a very big reality check. Look, the, the Saints might be the best team in the NFL. That's not a, that's not off the table. It's not. No, it's not because they haven't had the they haven't even had to ask Breeze to do it, and you know he can. Right. Right. Well, that, that's that's sort of my thing is like if the first of all they're running the ball exceptionally well, and if they can run the ball that well and get to the postseason and keep playing defense and then you're just like hey drew just play great football for four games and we're going to win a title it's not a crazy idea at all i mean they would you know it it does it it will help a lot i think to be able to get if they can secure home field advantage that's going to be hard to do um i think they certainly need to win the division and get home field advantage but this is a team that can sort of travel now because of the way the offensive line is playing and because of the way the running backs are going. How about, what about the fact that Alvin Kamara, uh, Alvin Kamara runs with a nose ring? Like he plays with that nose ring, two nose rings in. That's crazy to me. Is somebody going to rip it out one day? I mean, it, I feel like if he went up against you on defense, you would reach into like his a, face mask and a pull hand, it. Yeah, like a hand comes up and bangs right. in That's that. dangerous. I, I would imagine that would yeah, not dangerous. be fun. Or just like a glove, or like I mean, like something catches it and like. And well, that's like yeah, like like what I if if I was play still playing basketball, I wouldn't play with my wedding ring because I wouldn't want it to get caught on the rim. You know, you just you don't. Oh, want is that, to, is that right. a you can? That was a good one, Pete. You you can play you playing against my kid down in the living room. And little, little I couldn't dunk when I was in my twenties. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. You playing on stilts? Are you a carny freak? No, but I can still shoot that jumper though. All right, um, we're going to do one more, and then we'll get Mike out of here, Ar- and we'll talk to Mike Greg Garofolo, Olson. Ask right? Right, uh, Willie Boy? What's that? I can still shoot that jumper. Ask Mike Garofolo. Right, that is correct. I saw Pete destroy. You think Jason was there, too. Destroy Garofolo in, in flip-flops. I was in the vicinity. Was yeah. this, and this was Pete in, like, street clothes. I yeah, think street Pete was clothes. wearing. Uh, He's in flip-flops and jeans. It's yeah. insane. In Garofolo was in, like, was in, like. loafers. Flip-flops. Britain wears the loafers. Yeah. All right, gotcha. final one. Without, we'll get out of here. Hot take or just right, without Ezekiel Elliott on the field, Dak Prescott is just an average quarterback. That's a hot that's a hot take and it's it's we written. don't know that yet. That's a hot that's, take. Yeah, that's a hot that's take. That's a hot take. No doubt about it. Hot take and it's it was Brinson written by Brinson. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely Brinson. There, it's yeah, it's Brinson. That's Brinson. Yeah, it's really teamed up on me. Yeah, that's good. No, I mean that look, I don't think that's right. I think it had a lot more to do with Tyron Smith being absent than Zeke Elliott. Yeah. Alfred Morris looked fine. But you can't do anything. You get sacked six times in a game. Well, you can't run any plays if you're always getting sacked. You can't run enough volume. You don't have enough volume of offensive plays. Well, they also got away from being who they are. Running for five yards. Right, right. They got away from being who they are. 
Be who you are. Don't change because you don't have Zeke Elliott. Be who you are. He did. He averaged five yards a carry, and they, they went away from him. They went down the field running on the right side of the line, away from where Tyron Smith normally plays. Went right down the field. They got in this first down, and they got sacked on the first down play. And then all of a sudden, you're behind the change. It was, it was a, to me, it, was, it made no sense. Bad, it was a bad game plan by Scott Linehan, to be honest with you. Why didn't they help? Chaz Green. I mean, give him some help over there. He no, that's the thing. Linehan, I mean, I, I, sometimes, again, I just feel like he, he's auditioning for jobs rather than grunt, grunting or grinding or doing whatever he has to do in that moment to survive. And this is one where I don't know why by halftime at the very latest they didn't realize, like, okay, complete rethink here. We're going max protect. We're going to one- and two-man routes. We're going to survive this game. And we're going to just keep trying to pound it a little bit on the ground. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get why there was even a chance for Claiborne to pick up four more sacks in the second half of that game or whatever. I don't get it. Yeah. It wasn't it was, like it was, uh, it wasn't it was like it was a blowout, you know? It, it made no sense. All right, let me ask you this. Are the, are the Dallas Cowboys going to end up being a playoff team when all is said and done? No. The Cowboys in the playoffs? No. No. I, I didn't have them going. I didn't have them in, in the summer. I don't know. I, I don't want to go back to my picks in the I summer. I don't have them I don't want to see them. I don't By the way... The next two games, I mean, I don't know. Do we know what – I think Tyron Smith practiced this week maybe or is, or is supposed to practice this week. But they get um, – I mean, today is the uh, today's the 14th that we're recording this. You might hear it on the 15th, whatever. They're going to play the Eagles on the 19th and then the Chargers on the 23rd. That is a short span against two dangerous defensive lines and not a great formula for Dallas. They're 5-4, and four, need to win at least one of these next two. Yeah, they got three games at home. They should have taken the Zeke. They should. I mean, look. I know Zeke's fighting for his reputation. They should have taken the suspension at the beginning of the year. That's my take. They should. Have, I agree with you. They should have taken it at the beginning of the year. Oh well, yeah. Everybody I, agrees. I mean, cool. in hindsight, absolutely. But I mean, you know, that's not how it works. They, they right. thought they could pull a Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, the okay. difference is Brady's Brady's suspension didn't get handed down three weeks before the start of the regular season. Right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. All right, that's it for Hot Taker Just Right. You can subscribe to the podcast on uh, on iTunes. You can follow the podcast at Pick Six Pod. You can follow Jason at Jason Lockenfora at Prisco CBS at Will Brinson. We also have. You guys aren't going to get out of here until we do a, a ZipRecruiter read, right? Do you want to? I'm just kidding. I'll let you get out of here. Uh, and then we're going to do a ZipRecruiter. We're going to little. Uh, we're going to pay the bills, and then we're going to go talk to Greg Olson. In need of great talent for your business but short on time, you don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire. You just need to use the right tools, smarter tools, and that's ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates to find you. It goes out and it finds them for you. Does the work for you. Everybody wants people wants work done for them. No wonder 80% of employers who 80% who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire and you, dear listener, can get it for free right now. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. That's right, free. You can try ZipRecruiter for free. You can go out and get your candidate for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. I assume that you're in a good spot because the Panthers, about less than 24 hours ago, won on Monday night. Uh, it seemed like you were having a pretty good time on the sidelines. How? Uh, what was the vibe in in, uh, in that game? It, it appeared, by all accounts, despite a a cold Charlotte night, that 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 the the team felt pretty warm and energetic. It was great. I mean, the atmosphere was great. Obviously, our fans were excited about a Monday night game. Um, you know, we'd won back to back and kind of found ourselves in a good spot against a good you know a good Miami team, and to go out and play like that and really you know play well in all, in all areas and you know put up what we put up offensively. You know, we've really found our groove and clicked a little bit for the first time, you know, throughout the entire game on offense. So that was fun to see. And, you know, that was, that's what we're looking for. So we just gotta, gotta find a way to do, uh, you know, six more of those in the regular season. We'll be in good shape. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the problem with the NFL in 2017 is that we get pretty caught up in this week to week stuff where if a team doesn't, 
play well or a team struggles on offense or a team just has an off day that we that we ascribe this larger meaning to it. But you guys look at this as, I mean, ch- chunks and quarters, right? And it feels like the Panthers are a team that, with you coming back from your injury, with the bye week happening now to get rested, um, with Cam starting to run well, with uh, Devin Funches, I think, having maybe even career best so far this year, do you guys feel like things are kind of coming together or, or is that, or is that looking too far ahead? No, I think right now kind of in the moment, when you look at the last few weeks, you know, these last three games in a row that we've won, you know, I think the guys have really played well. I think defensively they've really played well the entire season. I think offensively we've, we've taken steps and, and, you know, maybe a couple steps forward. And then we had the kind of the steps back in the bears game. And then I think these last, these last three weeks, we've really made a lot of progress. So, uh, you know, last night it seems to be that we're, you know, kind of hitting our stride and, and kind of getting our rhythm and, and really figuring out, you know, what our identity is and what, what we're good at and what we want to be going forward. And, you know, all those things you mentioned, the bye, getting guys healthy, you know, obviously Cam's playing as well as, as he has these last couple games. Um, you know, we're, you know, we're pretty well balanced. So, you know, we can start getting some guys back off injuries, start getting some guys healed up from, from a long 10 weeks to start the year. And, you know, we got a six-week push to, you know, hopefully find ourselves in the playoffs and, and see what happens. Can you uh, confirm or deny your uh, expectation to play in Week 12? I know that's been the target all along. Is it? Does it look like that's a go? Yeah, I mean, all the all the indications are right now that I should be back out there after the buy up in New York. And uh, you know, barring something in practice, you know, you never know until you're really out there. I mean, you can run routes on the side, you can do drills by yourself, but you know, until you get out there in a competitive environment with other guys and move around and have to really react and, 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 you know, not really think, think about anything, just kind of put your foot in the ground and go, um, you know, it's hard to really guarantee anything, but, you know, right now there's no, no indications that that's not going to be the result. So I got a good week, a good week of work ahead of me this week during the bye and then come back on Monday uh, for practice and, and get going. Is it possible that in a weird way, um, losing you for a few weeks and having Kelvin Benjamin traded, could potentially even make Cam play better than people would think. I know that the logical the logical assumption is top two weapons go you know go, go away for whatever reason and he's going to struggle. But it seems to me like he it almost causes him to elevate his game and to become a better distributor. Is that something you guys see internally? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think anytime guys go down, you kind of have to reevaluate you know what what your plan is and and what your personnel is and what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are and and tailor make your game plan uh, accordingly. So, you know, every team is different every, you know, week in, week out, the approach is a little bit different as far as the scheme and, and who's playing where and what we're asking everybody to do. So it, it's constantly, you know, kind of an, an ever changing and, and flow uh, throughout the course of the season. So, you know, I, I think after last night when you score 45, you know, you come back, I just, you know, you just hope you don't get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there's nowhere to go but down. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can keep that well, going. I mean, to be clear, that was a that was a that was a silver lining question to it. <laughs> like I don't think Cam oh, no, Newton is ex- excited. Uh, you're missing. Me. No, trust me, I had nothing to do with your question. That's just the way it goes in this league. You score ten points, the next week you come back, you're a savior. You score forty five, and the next week you don't. People start saying we're in the way. So trust me, that's the way our world works. Uh, and like I said, it's a week to week league. Uh, let me ask you this about Luke, a guy on the other side of the ball, Luke Keekley. I thought that, and you see this, I'm sure more, pretty much more than anybody and you have for a few years now. But man, I mean, how many plays a game does he know what the quarterback's doing before the quarterback actually does it? It feels like it happens. It feels like you see it in very clear examples on the tele, on the telecast five or six times. The, you know, the, the Cutler interception, he basically ran the corner or the corner route. Um, for Julius Thomas, and he ran it perfectly, Frank, better than Julius Thomas. Is it? Is that? Is that? Does he do it more than we even realize? Yeah, he's got you know between his preparation and, and game study and, and kind of getting getting himself prepared each week, he has unbelievable instincts. You know, he can really just feel things and see things that not a lot of other guys can. And you know, he and then on top of that, he's just so explosive and he can read and react so quick and. You know, the combination of his skills, what he has both mentally and physically is kind of a rare combo. So he's, um, you know, there's not a whole lot of guys in the league like him, if any. So he's, he's pretty, he's pretty special. Are you surprised at the level of play you've seen from Julius Peppers this year? I mean, not because of his talent, but simply because of his age. 
it's pretty remarkable what he's able to do at 17 years in is uh is amazing i mean i I played with him seven years ago and he was in year nine i thought he was old and now he's seven <laughs> years later and we're, team, we're teammates again and uh, he's still rolling and not only rolling but picking up sacks and making critical plays at the right time so He's he's been a great addition for us. I think he's been I think he's been great for that that defense and the defensive line specifically. Uh, just his his attitude and how he handles his business. He's he you know he again you talk about not a lot of guys like Luke. You know there's there's not a whole lot of guys that have ever played that are like uh, that are like Julius. Yeah, I mean wait, you guys think like cross paths one year in Chicago maybe and then he goes out and play yeah. <laughs> like plays for two different NFC North teams and then and then uh, and then comes back to Carolina. That's that's. Uh, that's pretty wild. Uh, I want to talk about what you're working with on Microsoft. I actually have, um, I think, uh, do you know the, the, I know there are a lot of people that come through the vine, but, um, the Carpenter family, Trip, Trip and Whitney Carpenter and, and yeah. Gray, yeah, of course. uh, yeah, they're family friends of my, my wife. Um, I know, yeah, I know they're, uh, wow. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, to me, as, as dad of a four year old, uh, you know, I think it's really cool what you guys are doing in Chicago and I mean, excuse me, in, in Charlotte with at Levine Children's Hospital and with the heart safe thing. And I watched that video. I told our producer, Eric, I'm glad I had a couple of minutes. I mean, you could get me choked up watching the video that you guys put out, but how, how amazing is it to see the response that you guys have gotten from the community and how much does it help to have Microsoft with that technology stuff? Yeah. From the beginning, when we kind of started down this road five years ago with our son, TJ and, and his, you know, his heart issues and his, you know, subsequent um, surgeries and whatnot. And, and now, you know, leading us into into the hardest yard and, and this fund that we run with Levine Children's Hospital has is, is just been an incredible journey. I never imagined that it would become as, as big a part of our lives and as big a part of the community as it has. And, um, you know, to work with, with a group like Microsoft and, and to utilize their technology you know, directly in the homes of our families. It just made, it just worked so well. It's exactly the, the kind of spark we needed to elevate our program. And when our nurses over the years, when our nurses were going into these families' homes, and I remember when we brought TJ home the first time, you know, prior to this technology and prior to sending people home with surfaces, we had old school spiral notebooks. And every day we would just hand write um, the vitals and all the different information we had to track. And then it was only until the next time you visited your cardiologist that you would submit your journal. But, you know, it could have been two or three weeks gone by. Now, through this technology and through the, the use of the surface, this is all updating to the to the doctor's office in real time through their through their systems. And these doctors know exactly what's going on at home. They can see changes in blood saturations. They can see changes in eating habits. And, you know, again, none of this would be possible without that. So it's it's been a great partnership. It's been something that has really elevated uh, the platform of our foundation, and we're very grateful for that. And, and it seems like something too, like with just the way. I mean, like, I mean, like all you know, all parents have to deal with different stuff, but it does feel like the community nature of it, and just the response to the, from these parents to to the work with you guys. I mean, you know, you're able to bring in players from. You know, you're obviously a Panther yourself, but you, it, it just seems like the the community reaction has been incredible. I mean, do you get that sense as as well from the response from these parents who might not have had anywhere else to turn? We do, and when we meet those families, um, you know, it just gives so much credibility, and it just gives us such comfort to know that what we're doing is working and what we're doing is making an impact because. You know, we know what it's like. We were one of those families. We were on that other side when you feel like you had no options and you had to take matters into your own hands. But, you know, we were in a position that we could, we could, you know, kind of get this service and get this care for ourselves. But, you know, that's not the norm with everybody. And, and we recognize that that was a need, uh, not only for the child's health and, and development, but, you know, for just the family structure and the family dynamic and the health of the family. So it, it's really tackled that dead on. And, you know, being able to bring this technology and these services into the home and, and integrate so seamlessly with their doctors in real time. Um, you know, it's really, it's, it's really become, made an impact larger than anything we could have ever imagined when we first set out on this five years ago. And it's through partnerships like this with Microsoft and, and various other groups that, um, you know, along with the community that has made the hardest yard, you know, kind of the special program that it is. And we're very thankful to work with, with Levine Children's Hospital here in Charlotte to, to pull it off.
But yeah, it's a really cool thing. All right. Well, uh, I'll get you out of here on something uh, not, not lighter, but you know, something easier. Like I said, I have a four year old that literally is jumping from one twin bed to the other right now. Um, and potentially endangering himself. Um, it, but he, I, I was thought I was going to get him locked down, listen to lion guard up there. What is your, what is your, what is your, what is your son's favorite cartoon to watch and or what is the one that drives you the most crazy? Oh man, that's a good question. So I got three. So I got twin five-year-olds that are boy girl. So we got everything from princesses with Sophia and all the Disney characters. So we, we got all the girl Disney stuff. We got the boys. They love like Ninjago. So we went and saw that Ninjago (laughs) Lego movie, which was actually very funny. Those are good. Um, Those Lego movies are legit. It was excellent. It was very good. So we, you know, we kind of got all the bases covered. I got a six and a half year old boy and then the twin five year old boy girl. So we get a little boy stuff. We get a little girl stuff. Uh, some's good. Some's not good, but we get a little taste of it all in our house. Very impressive. All right, Greg. Hey man, I really appreciate the time and, and uh, looking yeah, forward to you. seeing. Yes. Looking forward to seeing you back out there and keep up the great work. All right. Thanks. We'll take care. Yeah, man.